stop there, Gavin. Don't want you starting just yet. I haven't finished. <laughs> Cheer, chatter. So, you must comply. You must comply. That's it. Hang on a second. He's gone. Not that easy. And in the room, 52 Jokers Wild. Okay, so welcome to the show, everybody. And in this episode, we're talking about the chatterbox that we find inside our head that sometimes confuses us and doesn't allow us to do the things we really want to do. Do you ever find that, Gavin? Um, I'm just going to read what the definition of chatterbox is, because we're saying it's inside of our head, but at the same time, I'm realising I am the outward personification of what's inside my head as well. And what the, the, the meaning of the Cambridge English Dictionary is, a person, especially a child, I'm the biggest child in the room, who talks a lot. <laughs> I wrote that book. Um, the next one is, one who engages in much idle talk. I love hearing myself, but to everyone else, it's Billy Idol. And then the next one, a person who tends to use a whole lot of words without having much of anything to say. I never shut up. I didn't kiss the Blarney Stone. I made love to it. But that's all very well in terms of my externalization of lots and lots of talk. As you can see, George said, have you got an opinion? I'm going to read you three definitions. And all of them are saying that I am a chatterbox with nothing to say, idle chit-chat, lots of nonsense, no one's interested in it, or it's hearsay. Now, what's going on in my head? is idle talk. What's going on in my head is I don't even want to listen to it and I'm the only one listening to it. And I'm giving it airtime even when I'm walking down the road or sitting in a, in a, in a quiet room. And what my chatterbox... If you can imagine me as an external chatterbox to other people in terms of they don't want to listen to me, don't want to listen to that rubbish, don't want to listen to this chit-chat coming out of that chatterbox It's just nonsense and taking up their time, well, multiply that by 10x, that's what's going on in my head, except for what it's saying is totally different. What it's saying is, don't do this, don't do that, this will happen if you do this, or they'll all hate you. It's, it's all if, then, this, that, the other, and it's going through permutations and combinations of nonsense. Usually fear, oh, I don't want to go to the bottom of the road, I'm going to catch the disease. I don't want to go travelling across the world because the plane is going to crash. Now, they're extremes, but, but in my head, I've, got, I've gone through that iteration anyway. I've covered it quite quickly. Then I go to the nonsensical ones and the bland ones. But instead of going, Jesus, it's going to be a holiday of a lifetime and you're going to see the, the gondolas and venisons and the pigeons of St. Peter's Basilica. And, and you're going, no, 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 it's going to be, I'm going to catch the runs. I'm going to, I'm going to get nausea on the plane. And it's the chatterbox going on multiple times, all the bad, none of the good, because it's saying the idle, it's saying the nonsense. It's not giving you the motivational speak. We need to get the chatterbox from negative to positive, George. So one of the things I was thinking of there was that when you get the chatterbox actually inside your head, talking away and, and actually basically putting you down, which is what quite often the inner, inner chatterbox is trying to do to us, do you have a mechanism that helps you to switch that off? And the other thing then is, if you don't, what happens when you're doing a task, like a work task, where you're focused in on the specific thing you're trying to do? Does that chatterbox disappear? And are you able to focus on the task at hand? I'm thinking the chatterbox is the monkeys in the cage and I'm in the zoo and I'm feeding them. I'm throwing bananas at them. I'm going, give them more airtime. Yes. Instead of going, get them out of the cage. Now, do you want the monkeys out of the cage? No, no, no. You don't want them running them up in the zoo scenario. But it's, it's not quite that. It's going, they're chattering. They're inside a cage. If you let them out 
and give them energy. They're going to run amok. So what we're really talking about is, what are your monkeys up to in there? What are they saying? Should they be in there at all? No, they shouldn't. It's not that you're going to give them energy and set them free. It's, no, no, you need to make them disappear. There shouldn't be any monkeys in there chattering around idly. There should be dreams and visions in there. There should be lists of things to do that are going to grow you and move you forward and you can't wake out of bed and jump up in the morning and this is my list of to-do things that I can't wait to start and what one am I doing right now? Actually, just before I came down here, my wife was saying she's reading a book. We're all fucked excuse the French, reading books. Now, I think because of what's going on outside in terms of the lockdown, we're reading books, we're eating books, we're drinking books, and we're going, now, whether we're actually consuming them and doing something with them is another story, but she's in this mindfulness area, and what she said, she just caught me as I was walking down the corridor going, this book, there's two things. One of them reminds me, she's saying it reminds me of herself, going, what do you hate most? It's the housework. It's the drudgery. It gets me down. Like I keep on thinking. Never ending. It's never ending. It's eternal. Housework, especially for the, the ladies at home. And don't mean to be sexist, but unfortunately they get their more than their fair share of it. And the men run off and go to work somewhere else and come up with their excuses why they aren't doing their fair, fair share of the housework. The thing that never ends, unless you can afford a cleaner and, and that type of thing. So she was saying, now what... The other flip side of it was, was the garden. So the flip side was, now she can't wait to get out to the garden and, and plant the seeds and watch them grow and nurture them. And I go, that was quite a good analogy in the sense of, well, the kids, we planted them and we wear seeds and we better give them a bit of nurturing as well. They're in there playing PS4 and you're out in the garden sort of talking to cabbages. So, but I mean, but that aside, it's the, it's the, the, the children our inner garden the garden is our place as well in the terms of it gives her happiness and I was just mentioning one of my learnings as walking by the drudgery well if you listen to our podcast or someone else's podcast you can be multitasking and you won't know as you're doing the housework or the household tasks as opposed to concentrating on them because you're actually getting energized by listening to this thing in here which is incentivizing you to go off and do the garden so you can, you're getting this thing out of the way yeah and the other thing is that if you're now listening to to what we're talking about uh, and the conversation that we're having, your focus is no longer on the inner voice that's inside you that's trying to stop you. You're now listening externally to what's going on in the world around you. Now, there's some interesting things because you brought up the term mindfulness and I was looking at um, some stuff to do with cognitive behavioral therapy. And in it, they're talking about two different types to try and stop the inner chitter-chatter from, from going on. And one of them is called focused attention. And that is that kind of breathing idea where you focus on your breathing. And when you get those internal chatterbox suddenly kind of going on again, you focus on the actual breathing process. And that's called focus attention. I'm going to have to remember to the breathe one, through sentences. And actually, I think... Yeah, absolutely. Because we don't have any passing out on the, on, on the middle of the show. Uh, I've learned to breathe we'll in and, 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 things like and talk at the same time. So that's what Irish do. We can talk while exhaling absolutely. and inhaling. And drinking as well, I hear. There's nothing that will stop us. Actually, oh Guinness! <laughs> when you said the word mindfulness in the context of chatterbox, what I was starting to think is mindfulness, a full fullness. mind. What's your mind, mind full yeah. of? And if it's full of chatter and chitter chatter, then it's full of nothing, of no sense, nothing. of nonsense. So your mindfulness yeah. is to empty it out and fill it with dreams. Fill it with visions. The other thing is that before you can actually get to that point, you've got to let that empty it out. So one of the the things that they were also talking about, which connects to the mindfulness, was this other one that's called open uh, monitoring, 
where instead of just focusing on your breathing, where you can have um, your mind wandering off into another direction and then you have to bring it back and try and keep that blank mind, which is a very hard thing to do. The open monitoring idea is that basically you actually stop and try to become more objective and, and look at what's going on in your mind and letting them just go out and just ignoring actually, them. Actually, we... I mean, one of the things that I used to do was that when I used to get thoughts I didn't quite like, I actually thought of them as a sheet of paper. And what I actually did with a sheet of paper was literally... Write them down. Oh, rip the paper up. It's get them out. Rip the paper, write it down, rip yeah. it up and throw and it in the bin. And they say that. And that actually helps. Yeah, they're saying you know, get all it... your worries and all the nonsense out on the paper and I, I've said that many a time to my other half. It says it's a list of things to do in my head. But I don't know if it's ten items or a hundred items. But when you start, you think it's more than what it is. But when you start writing it down, take, take, and even to my son or daughter, I say, take it out of your head, write them down, put them into little groups. They suddenly start clustering under different headings. That's all housework. That's all schoolwork. Well, this is actually yeah. game playing. You might find they're thinking about playing games the whole time, and no housework or no or no. Um, you know, study. So it's to try and get things that prior back to what we were talking about in one of our last podcasts, which is get the chitter chatter out, write it down, prioritize well, it, give it a waiting, and you might find a bunch of it's nonsense. Some of it needs to be done, but now it's out of here. And now you're saying, what am I going to replace it with? Yeah, and I think that that's important. Um, what you 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 you've talked about trying to get it out there. I've talked about sort of my ideas and visualizing that uh, getting on a sheet of paper and rich, ripping it up, and it's no longer it doesn't have that impact upon me. Now the the creative the the artist way has takes an approach where you write three pages, which is roughly seven hundred fifty words, which may seem I just tend to work those things out. But the thing is that by actually just free flowing and writing, just even if you just wrote, I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say which most of us don't, we always have something to say, especially Garvin. And stop there, Garvin, don't want you starting just yet. I haven't finished. <laughs> chitter chatter. So, chitter chatter. Chitter I am chatter. the vice in so, your head. I am no, the no, chatter you're trying to get rid of. Got to get it out there. Hang on a second. He's gone. Not that easy. And <laughs> Not that easy. Can't rip him up. So basically, what, what, what the artist's way was actually suggesting is that you spend the first part of the morning just writing very writing out your thoughts now one of the things that's quite fascinating about that is that when you go out for a walk you get energized and you feel as though you can take on the world or you can do other things you feel motivated just because you've gone out and physically exercised but when you actually write down for three pages and just even writing and letting it go even if, it, if you just say okay i've got half an hour to write and you write for half an hour you just stop even if it's nonsense even if it's complete rubbish what actually happens is you feel that same sense of well-being because you've let it go. You've uncluttered your mind. You've now allowed everything out. And you now become more observant in the world around you. You become more of those ideas, those visual things you were talking about. The dreams can now come back in because they haven't got those little chitter chat thing going on. You can now be, be an observer, which is why I think that uh, open monitoring system seems to work because if you then apply those two things, you're actually allowing yourself to start to observe the visual side of things. Now, just before we go on, one of the things that um, the cognitive behavioral therapy talks about is that the process of cognitive is, is looking at what you think 
and how that relates to how you feel, which is the physical and the emotional. And then it's um, what do you do after that, which is the behavioral side of things. So effectively, the way we feel, the way we think affects the way we feel and both emotionally and physically. And so it's important to try and get rid of that negativity out of you. I was talking to a friend just before this uh, podcast or this, this session and effectively he's going through something similar to ourselves he wants to set up a podcast but you know i was trying to pass on the learnings that we were having in terms of self-coaching ourselves and mentoring ourselves actually we're self-coaching ourselves in the in terms of getting rid of the chitter chatter in each of our brains and trying to figure out what's real what's not what needs to be given advice what needs to be dismissed out of hand and not given air time or energy and and i was watching i know you're going to say it's quite rare but i was listening to him and hearing what he was saying and so a lot of what he was saying was negative in the sense of he had all these exciting projects he wanted to do but all he was kept i said when when are you going to do it when when where where, when is the first part of it when is the blank page going to have the first item on it and i said i was trying to say what we are finding is just do it just start doing it go from a blank to a something then we can criticize that something and and try and build upon it and and he was going no no i I haven't got the equipment i haven't got the uh, the, the YouTube account, I haven't got this. I said, well, you have the content, you have the story. I mean, you can work on all of that without ever having the other bits. Now I says, here's the bits, here's the list of bits, just get them. That, that, they are the least problem. They, that can be got in a day by ordering it until it gets delivered tomorrow and it's 300 quid. And, and now you have the bits and no excuse to start. To get, now they're gone. You were given the most waiting to the least thing to actually, then you don't have a second set of excuses of, well, now my chair chatter box is saying I'm not good enough, or it would never be that good, or no one will actually want this, or, or maybe now, maybe I, because of no, this excuse is gone, I no longer have the excuse not to do, and now it's do or die. Now it's, you're, you're, now you have to step up. Actually, Mark Metry, I was looking on LinkedIn there, he was talking about having like anxiety as a child, and 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 social anxiety and didn't know where he's going to end up in life and now he's he's, he's pretty much you know lecturing to millions through linkedin as being an influencer and writing his books and about like you know don't don't worry about being shy or whatever just yeah you find your vice you find get, give your child get rid of the chatterbox and find the inner vice that matters and give it an external platform and reach out and you might have an audience of one and it might just be a mirror it might just be you but it's going to be the real you it's not going to be all these vices of monkeys and cages chitter and chattering and passing bananas around it's going to be the gorilla back in the room the monkey the elephant in the room it's you yeah and i think i think i think if we if we go from the monkey in the or the gorilla in the room what what the biggest problem is is you've got to open the door you've got to open the door and let it out now, one of the things that there's a little saying that says, you know, well, what's on your mind? And the thing is that quite often we don't get a chance to discuss what's on our mind. And sometimes it can be complete and absolute rubbish, but you need to express it. Even, and I think that's one of the biggest problems that we all tend to have. Oh, if I tell you what I'm thinking about, you'll, you'll think I'm stupid. It'll sound silly. It'll be daft. And you kind of go, no, nothing is silly. Nothing is daft. It's more than likely that you don't realize that that very thing that you've got to say, which you think is stupid, is not smart, is silly, could actually be the very thing that somebody else needs to hear 
to help them move in the direction that they need to go as well. So by sharing what's on your sharing mind. Sharing is caring. Gives you sharing is caring, which is quite interesting. Now, the other thing that was going on in my mind, which I'm going to let out now, was that during, during a little bit of the research of this, I suddenly, I, I, I like the X-Files and I like the X-Files movie. And in the X-Files movie, the characters at the very beginning discover that there's a bomb on this building and everybody's gone to the wrong building. And the security guards are told to get everybody out. And he kind of goes, why? And the response back is, don't think, do. Don't. And that's what we have to do. Don't think, I'm going to go do. one more because quite we, often that's the our thing. little preamble, pre-research uh, yesterday about what we talk about today. And in, in their head or a little chat box, we're going, oh my God, I don't know what to talk about. Or is it okay? Are we going off on a rant? Well, I just got, that was me because I do go off on a rant. I enjoy my rant. And I arrive at whatever you know makes sense to me. I'm externalizing. But back... Backing it up a little bit, a word popped up, which was the word permission. I'm giving myself permission to go on a rant or to go on a little, um, and my thing, it's actually, I think it's called pivoting. I'm going iterate, iterate, pivot, pivot. I'm arriving at what it is I want to talk about or what I like or dislike. I may not know what it is at the start of the sense, but by the end of it, I'm arriving at that value thing and I, I, through these little outward iterations and if anyone knows me that's my personality I filter on the outside I iterate I go off on a rant and a ramble they walk away take a drink come back and go ah he's there here he is he's got the answer but that aside it's giving yourself permission to go on a rant giving yourself permission to externalise giving yourself permission to let the monkeys out of the cage giving yourself permission to be you giving yourself permission to trial and error and that this 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 Chitter chatter of worry and stress and anxiety of what other people might think or otherwise is, is an awful lot of the time is you haven't given yourself permission. Who cares? Well, I think one of the things that's quite interesting about that, because I, I was thinking about this as well, you know, why do we need to give permission? One of the things that's quite in, uh, what's fascinating is that as a youngster, I've been watching my grandson learning how to do things. He doesn't need to ask permission. He just kind of goes, oh, this is interesting. Let's find out how that works. Oh, I like, they're doing this, this, and this. Okay, they didn't ask permission. Oh, let's try that. Blah, blah, blah. And then eventually, the, he, he, at some point, somebody will say no, because it might be dangerous. But then we go into a school system that tells us that we have to sit in rows. We have to put a hand up when we want to go to the toilet. We have to put a hand up when we've got an answer. And we're being conformed into a system of authority and the teacher has authority the teacher tells you what to do and if you don't do as what you do you get told off and when we were kids we got smacked i'm gonna tell you you're gonna like do this anymore anymore i but if you were yeah. gonna, I, so, I, so basically, well say the word study but oh my god i was in irish the language irish language i don't mean to get a, you know on the gail gores and all the rest it just i was not at one with the irish language when i was in school 14 years i couldn't tell you what tall meant i still can't but using the word permission there the only sentence I knew in Irish was on Will Callagum, Gugino Letras, Marche de Hully. I don't know what any of the words mean. I know it means, can I go to the title, please? And that permit, you had to stick your hand up. You had to say it in Irish because it was in a Christian brother's school, God forbid. And uh, that was it. You had to ask permission to go to the toilet. My wife still walks back and forward in every room and we're in this house to this day and says, I'm off to go to the toilet. I go, you don't, I need to ask permission. It's a bit more information than I need to know, but it's instilled in us. You let everyone know, we're going to the toilet, even in the pub, I'm off to the toilet. It's, 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 it's not that you're looking for permission, but it's actually, I think it's ingrained subliminally from going back to school and sticking their hands up. 
Can I go? Can I relieve myself? Can, can we, you know, you want to come with me? You know, that's every, all the women leave the dance floor in the nightclubs and pubs. It's actually, we're actually saying, like, come on, come on, we're going off here. We're going to have a chat about this bunch of lads or what we really think of them or shopping. But it's, I will call a gum, good geoletrus, Marshall, I don't even know I'm saying it right, but you need permission. Now we don't, but we still ask. But the interesting thing is that, um, if you suddenly start to look at all the people that have been successful in the big organizations, most of those are dropouts. They're people that didn't conform to the system in school. They were the guys that got the Fs, failures all the time. But that was be- it wasn't because they were stupid or silly or daft. It was because they couldn't see the point. They actually rebelled and they didn't conform. And they carried on. They didn't seek permission to do things. A lot afterwards. of the time it wasn't that no. they didn't seek permission. I mean, I think we touched on this maybe last year. It's... Most of the time, they didn't know why they needed the permission. They didn't know about the legalities, the copyright issues, the infringement potentials, the risks analysis. So actually, they didn't ask permission uh, of the legals, of the accountants. They just went off and did it unbeknownst to themselves that they weren't allowed to do it or shouldn't be allowed to do it. But when they actually did it and got to a certain level... Then at that when we wanted to formalise it, then 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 we were talking about TikTok yesterday. We we're saying they just introduced this new um, for for business accounts. The business accounts can no longer use the music in certain libraries, or most of the libraries for that matter. They no longer have permission that the private accounts have because of copyright infringement for commercialisation. But five minutes ago, it was fine. But it was never fine. It was always copyright infringement. It's just the system is now caught up to go. We want money, pay for the license, you're not allowed to do this anymore. You had a suck and see, you liked it, you got to your audience, but the price now is or we sue you. But I mean, but would if you started at the beginning going, you have all the I mean that's what stops me doing most things. It's the permissions of copyright, of legal, of tax man, of form filling. And and that would that's putting on the chatter the chatterbox is being fed. And the last thing we're talking about there is actually are we allowed to do a podcast? Are we infringing copyright in some of the things we're saying? And we look at it afterwards and go, we mentioned the big red book or we mentioned the joint within and Tony Robbins. And we'll mention it somewhere in the writing, thank you for this and referring to that. But there's always a danger that someone is going to, I feel that because I'm an accountant or was an accountant going, dot your I's and cross your T's. And make sure no one's going to sue you. And, and, it, and the terminology that you use all the time is compliance, that we have to comply to those rules and regulations. What the Daleks quite used often to say. Put, we, I know it's uh, we will exterminate, or you must comply, you must comply. That's it. I, I think yeah. it is. I'm not too sure. But it's... It's one, it's, one, it's one of those sort of things, yeah. Hearing a lot of crackling, actually. I'm not sure it's coming from, from your side as well. Well, it's probably... <laughs> it's sure. my head. A little bit of a distortion going on there, but... But uh, um, no, it's, it's that, uh, yeah, you must comply, you must comply. The other one is that, um, what did the Borgs used to say? Um, oh, that's resistance is futile. futile, yeah. Resistance, fu- yeah, so there's, there's the other thing. So you've got compliance. Well, resistance is futile, you must comply, and, and it's now GDPR. Yeah. GDPR is the Borg. Now, never mind that, copyright is the Borg. You're going, and no, forget all that again, that's feeding the chatterbox we don't even know what the product is. We don't even know who the audience is. We don't even know if they yeah. like or dislike it. I want to paint a painting, maybe. I want to sing a song. I want to do a little dance. But whatever the individual wants to do, don't feed. Don't be the Borg. Don't 
be worried about the resistance is futile. Don't worry about the compliance. Unless you're going off to shoot somebody and rob a bank. There's a certain amount of, you know, you yeah. know that type There's of thing. Things you make within the law. Do, within yeah. the law, be it corporate law or civic law, you know, yeah. be legal. Yeah. But enjoy yourself. Be you. Don't feed the chatterbox. I, th- I think it's about being creative. It's about being creative and see what possibilities are out there and start to explore things. Or in there. It's not even out there. not to be so hard it's, it's... on yourself as you start off on that journey. Because quite often, because of the way that there is a sense of impatience in the world that we have, because people fail almost straight away, which is what's going to happen... I mean, Neo didn't jump between two buildings straight away. He had to have another well, go. He had to take a tablet, didn't he? It. He had to take red or blue. I don't know which is the right one yeah. or which is the wrong one. We're saying, do you take a pill at all? You're going, it, it's, 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 the thing is actually to take whichever the right pill there was, and I'm not too sure which one it was. It actually doesn't matter. It didn't matter, no. He had two options and he could choose whichever one he wanted. No, to I think that the options was no real world or fall back into the slumber of of this bland existence. So, I mean... Yes, but who, who says which one's right or wrong? Well, again, it's your chatterbox. It's like saying, will, uh, will you have the courage to step forward? No, you don't need the courage immediately. You can gain the courage. But the whole point is, it's back to the, the, the thing. Are you not, if you're not happy with the way things are, you've got to take the right pill and move forward. But if you're happy and, and you're fearful that the fear will be too much and the risk is too much, we'll take the other pill and be happy where you are. So, so. But don't forget, there's a character called Cipher who did take the same pill that Neo took, and later on, then took he took the red pill because he saw what reality was, and then he decided to take the blue pill later on because he wanted to go back into that idea of not knowing. But then again, you have to so, go on the warpath to see the other side was when you take when yeah. you step out, you've got to have the courage and conviction to continue. You've got to not listen to Chatterbox anymore. You go on the journey of change and transformation. It's going to take, it's not going to take a minute. It's not going to take a day. It's going to take a lifetime. And the whole point is to understand that you're going on a journey of growth for the rest of your life because you're saying, I'm not happy to take the wrong pill and just exist a mundane, put up with, you know, sort of existence. I'm not happy. You recognize the fact you're not happy. So then, doesn't matter what's going to make you happy. We're going. You can go. You you have permission think, to go on that journey. Yeah, I think the other thing is is that most people, um, the reason why that chatterbox takes advantage of them is it it turns this thing idea into it's either one way or the other. It's, it's either my way or the highway. Yeah, and the thing is, it's made so dramatic, and you kind of go no. no Break it down into smaller parts, and then you can sort of take little steps, gradually work your way up, and before you know it, you'll have actually climbed that mountain. But don't don't make it a mountain in the first place. Make it a little step. Do what you can do within your own competency at this particular point in time, and actually feel confident that you can. And yes, you'll fall down occasionally, but just get up and carry actually, on. That's I, what I the baby does. Go back to what you just said a little earlier in this conversation. It was. You know, maybe it, like you, we're sort of coaching, self self coaching a bit, coaching each other, yeah. mentoring ourselves a bit, mentoring each other. It's finding 
you know, what, what they say out there is don't find the friends that put you down, the people that put you down and shut you up and leave you there and talk about themselves and not, it's all about them and not about you. If you can't find your voice in that crowd and you know, want to be heard and want to step up, you're in the wrong crowd. Move crowds. I used to say, look, yeah. I don't want to be in a room full of accountants as an accountant. That's all the same. I want to be in the room full of marketeers and be the only accountant in the room. I want to be a big fi- like the big fish in a small pond, not a, not, a, not a small fish in a big pond. So, no, I don't know what that means in, in a lot of context. But the whole point is, Find someone that's like yourself or in a similar predicament or wants to go on a journey. And that's what all these self-help books are about. They're out there in mentor land and YouTube land and you can read them. You can start to see there's lots of people who are like you or are like you. And if you want to go on a journey, well, go on a journey with us here. We're saying we don't know what's going to happen. Now, we know something's going to happen. About that is, <coughs> the interesting thing about that is that do also be careful because some of the people that you may seem to get on well will be actually fueling the little doubt thing and saying, oh, stay safe, stay with That's us. That's what makes them feel about, good about stay themselves. Yeah. yeah. And that means they may look as though they're being friendly, they may look, but the person that is actually quite a challenge to you that you seem to get really quite annoyed about or whatever, they may be the best person that you need to ally That's what they with say. Because they'll actually help lift you're you meant, out of the room. You're not meant to be in a room in. full of similar people. You're meant to, be in, you're no. meant to feel that you're the that these are all your mentors or growth. So if you can aspire to just move one step up the ladder, it's, it's, you'll always look up and see, look, these are billionaires, millionaires, and gods of industry, and go, it's not that you're going to try and be one, but if you aspire to learn a bit more, do a bit more, make a difference, do a change, then when you look back down the ladder, you would have moved up a few rungs, you wouldn't have noticed. But if you start looking yeah. down the ladder, like, it, 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 it's, not, there's a, it's more this metaphorical, where are you? Where is okay? It could be a fireman's ladder or it could be like a step ladder. It doesn't, and the distances don't really matter. It's more the fact you found a ladder, you're on the ladder, and you're, and you're moving up. You can go down or up all yeah. you want. You can change ladders. We're saying it's okay. It's okay to give yourself permission. Stop listening to the chitter chatter. Give your inner voice an external voice. Start to go on a, a journey. It doesn't need to be the end journey. It's like a holiday for the soul. You're going to go and do something new. We've learned in the last couple of days that there's a bunch of projects starting to come into our, into our vision that they're all write a book, sing a song. Uh, How's that uh, someone tried to jump in. The same person, believe it or not, Isn't- rang in in my middle of my rant. Well, I'm going to go, it's okay to start something new, a new project. It, may, it doesn't need to be the end game at the beginning, but at least it's a game, George. Yep, absolutely. And I think that's, that's, that's how I've managed to, to write all the scripts I've done, to write a couple of books, to write several of the vi- films I, I've actually made. Uh, may not have been successful, but each one of them have actually taken me next step, next step, next step, closer and closer and closer, building that confidence up. Now, the thing is that some of those things that I've written in the past, which may not seem to be very important at the moment, when we get doing the books that we see ourselves doing in the not-too-distant future, when they become successful, then people want to find out what we've done in the past. We'll have a resource of information that we can say, not well, a resource of product that we can say, well, actually, we've done this in the past, we'll repackage it, and it's ready to go. Actually, you remind me, and that will actually boost. You remind me of the well. word uh, imposter syndrome a little bit, but in the sense of go, I, I hear you saying the books are going to be. Well, we're allowed to say they're going to be successful, but the, the measure of success in my mind now, at the moment, is the mere fact 
that I get, or you probably have a different measure of success, is onto paper and out of my mind and have created a book, be it e-book or book or fucking the Psychopedia mm. Britannica, that to me is success. I don't care if anyone buys it, reads it, doesn't. It's yeah. an audience yeah. of one. It wasn't there before. Now it is. And I feel we've contributed to the universe. Yeah, and I think that's that's the key thing, is that the successes that, I, that we've actually made have been... Well, the, the success of actually writing it in the first place, then getting it edited, these are, the thing, getting these it are your ticks, form. exactly. The little things, they're, they're all the success It's things. not a monetary and thing. Actually, yeah. one, one of the things, you're talking about the audience of one, one of the successes was the fact that I, I sent it over to my dad. My dad got it at 9.15 in the morning. By one o'clock, he said, through my mum, that he was quite annoyed with me. By five o'clock, he ran me up, and I thought, oh, well, what am I going to do? He says, I finished it. He'd, from nine o'clock to five o'clock, he actually sat there. Nobody was allowed to talk to him. He read my book and he said, that was a bloody good, John. Good. So the chitter-chatter... That's all I needed. Give, a, give those monkeys an open cage and put a gorilla inside and make him King Kong. Go have a bit of fun. Get rid of the chitter-chatter. And tell him not to think, but to do. <laughs> One voice. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you again. Bye for now. Do what it says on the tin. Follow and share.